Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Thursday, November 10th, a Drive Time Lincoln delayed an entire day uh, with Jack Riggins here and Johnny Cadillac I was just due to... Power problem. I was just wanting to start the show being like, test one, two. <laughs> yeah, test one, two, test one, two. Uh, happy to report that uh, LNK Today, Jack and Friends had a full show this morning, so we got our power problems figured out. Uh, it was nothing more than that yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, obviously, we want to talk about the election, and we're going to do that today with... Um, Todd Watson, the political director for the NEGOP. Um, and we're going to have to talk about it tomorrow as well, as we haven't even finalized our counting. But we will give you an update as the here in Lancaster County, uh, Commissioner Shively has res- uh, excuse me, released unofficial results as of 4 p.m., which essentially means they have counted the three point, well, I'm going to say 3,500 votes that were early vote that they didn't get to. So there still is resolution ballots and provisional ballots out there in the total of roughly 3,600 votes um, that they'll be getting to in the next week to 10 days. So we'll go through that. But what did we miss yesterday? I actually wanted to talk about this great event, uh, which is uh, Josh the Otter. We had... uh, the Josh Yotter folks in, and they have an event this weekend. The Dancing with the Star City Benefit is a friendly dance competition uh, comprised of eight couples. Some brave people from Lincoln have decided they're going to go dance at the Scottish Rite Ballroom on November 12th, which is Saturday. And they're going to raise money for the JCMF, Josh the Otter, and Float for Life um, Foundations. You're going to have uh, Regent Tim Clare and his wife, uh, Senator Suzanne Geis and her husband, Fred Hoiberg, Nebraska basketball coach out there dancing, Scott Ritter and his wife, Dr. Matt Byington, his wife, Amberly, uh, Greg Dorf and Jason Peters and his wife, and Blake and Kathy Collinsworth, the founders of the uh, Josh the Otter. Um, yours truly is going to be a quote-unquote celebrity judge um, so I don't know how that's going to go. I've never judged dancing before, but I am really, really happy, uh, to support this great cause about water safety and really a, a memory of Joshua Collingsworth, um, and both Blake and, uh, excuse me, both Blake and Kathy and their quest again to take tragedy of losing a young son, um, uh, in the water. And if you don't know about Josh the Otter, the bumper sticker really is great marketing, and they have just done a phenomenal job around the city of raising awareness to everybody about water safety, life jackets, and just the general scariness that can happen to all of us around the water. So please pay attention to that. I'll bring it up. Um, If you want to vote... don't ever be afraid to vote with your donations. Um, go to their website at uh, bidpal.net, Dance for Josh, Browse Donation. That's where you can find great information. 
But I'll keep talking about it because I think it's a great event and uh, it's going on uh, right here in Lincoln, put on by Lincolnites. It's for a great cause. It's just another different type event to raise awareness. And my gosh, some people around the city, eight couples are going to go out and dance and get judged uh, by a panel of which yours truly is one of them. Um, So that's what you missed yesterday, and I'll keep talking about it. But of course, everybody. Um, wants and it's kind of stinks to not be able to get to talk about the local elections right after election day uh, because of power but we got time this is what I'll say in my opening monologue Um, I heard somebody else say this and I think it's very accurate nationally and statewide I think no matter what your political beliefs are um, there's something you can pick out of this election and be happy about I think no matter what your political beliefs are, there's something in this election you could pick out of it and not be happy. Um, In the end of the day, um, I wouldn't say that it was a red tsunami, a red wave, like a lot of people were predicting. I think that says more about the way we as a nation now poll, and it doesn't seem the polling is that accurate. I could also say that, that there is sentiment anytime there's politics and so much uh, difference in candidates and ideology as we currently have in America. Uh, Certainly conservatives, you're going to hope for the best. But I would say this, it was a red win. And so I call me a simpleton. But if Nebraska lines up to play Oklahoma, whatever the statisticians say, whatever the predictors say, um, if you get the win, you you walk out of there happy. And what Republicans have done nationally is they've won. And they're going to be able to increase pressure on Joe Biden, his administration. I know there's still uh, the Senate's up for grabs, um, but that's going to change the dynamic. And so conservatives should certainly feel happy about a nationwide win and probably look more down ballot at governors, at Things like Florida and bringing it back home. You know, if we were the state of Florida with that many people, we would be on national news in Nebraska for way outperforming the national average in red domination in this state. And I think that's difficult when you live in Lincoln, Nebraska. I talk about it all the time. It seems like most Democratic stronghold people come to Lincoln. They're in Lincoln. This is it in this state. Now, there's Democrats throughout the state, of course. But um, a clean sweep up at the state level, uh, the big races, a clean sweep uh, and holding places in Congress, um, legislator, the legislative races, which, quote-unquote, haven't been finalized, um, there's going to be a majority. That's huge for conservatives in the state of Nebraska. Huge! I mean, that is seismic. Seismic, folks. Besides the national media and the Florida red wave, I'd put Nebraska number two. We just don't have the population base that's going to make national news. But you've got a legislative uh, body that's about to come in, and it's Republican-controlled thinking, quote-unquote, bipartisan. Uh, The governor... Everybody, I think, knew Governor uh, now-elect Pillen um, was going to win, but you still have to do it. Don Bacon, 
Adrian Smith, uh, Mike Flood. I really worried about that, having a special election in the numbers. And so I think the optics that people should walk around Nebraska with is conservative values are making a difference. And again, three out of four on the state school board. This time last year, you didn't even know what the state school board was doing if you were a conservative. Literally, you couldn't figure it out. You got three out of four. Big win. And here in Lincoln, listen, you got candidates put on the ballot in every race. A lot of them, a lot of them closed a lot of ground in their close races. And some are still being counted, but there are wins. And so, you know, in Lincoln, you have to close ground. You have to close gaps. And that's what I see. I think Democrats in Lincoln should also be happy. Democrats across the state, you know, welcome to the red state. Is, always shall be, world without end. Anyway, that's just kind of my take. There's more specifics there. There's certainly lessons learned. I want to welcome Todd Watson from the Nebraska GOP, the Nebraska Republican Party. How you doing, Todd? Good. little disappointed. We weren't asked to break dance at the dance-a-thon on Saturday, but that's okay. I think, uh, I think Josh DeOtter probably realized uh, leading up to an election and this being the Saturday after you, you guys were really, really busy. Great foundation, by the way. Good cause. Absolutely. Well, give me give me your take on uh, similar thoughts, whether it be national. I I prefer you focus in on the state because that's uh, <coughs> excuse me. And let me also say this because <coughs> we're going to have to. I got to ask you. You don't have to go there right away. <laughs> this is what conservatives can do in Nebraska when there's lots of factions. What if conservatives actually? could, and I know you're working towards this, get all rowing in the same direction. Think about that, folks. We just dominated. And let's be honest, there's lots of factions, and it's been an upheaval year. And now I think a steadying year as as this election has now come and gone. But a big victory for the NEGOP and all the candidates. Yeah, full credit to people around the state. Uh, there are a lot of different factions. I think the grown-up factions in the room uh, from came from different places, decided to work together, uh, especially in the urban areas where those factions are really uh, paramount, made a big difference. And a lot of it put, put those things aside, focused on the goal, moved forward, won elections. That was huge. So now, not everyone in every faction wanted to work together. And, uh, you know, we'll keep working on it. But, boy, if that happened, look out. But... Uh, you know, the grown-ups came in and said, hey, we, we got to win, work together. How do we get this done, executed, uh, achieved our goals? Now, one of the things since I've started really, you know, observing, digging into politics, some would say getting involved a little bit, is uh, I've, I've listened to you a lot. And, and you say winning's what it's about. And I would agree with you 100%. Uh, this election was a win for the Nebraska Republican Party across the state. Um Correct. Do you feel that? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think most people are stuck on Fox News. You know, if you're on the other side, you're on MSNBC, CNN. Most people regurgitate what they see on TV or, you know, get a, a few on your show or Ian's show or whatever. Uh, but 
they're regurgitating what they hear, and all they hear about is Florida, where they'll hear about, you know, the expectations were ginormous, right? Red tsunami was coming. Uh, this thing's going to win big. And then there was a lot of people that high expectations didn't get that. Nebraska's in the middle. I mean, I think you said it well in your monologue. We significantly outperformed our peer states or states all over this union, but, you know, we weren't a Florida, right? And, and so, and then on a national level, people are looking for things that flip from blue to red. Um, you know, we had to hold, we built those leads. I think there were some significant things that were done, um, across the state, especially on certain county levels to help, uh, change the results. And so that was, uh, a big win. So we, we ended up in great, in great shape. We, we definitely outperformed. But again, Florida's the the story everyone wants to talk about. But we'll we'll talk Florida in a little bit. Yeah, sure. I you know, I think, and I want to get to eventually. You know, what's next? Meaning, how to shore up the party? How to shore up uh, new elected officials? Uh, new people to the Republican Party? Still new leadership in you guys down there, um, but also very vocal kind of maybe unorthodox groups that share the, uh, the share the passion share the the values but don't attack problems the same way we don't I want, we'll ask that in second segment but uh give me some other highlights or things you were proud of uh in this election leading up to it uh for the NEGOP and the candidates well we we definitely welcomed a lot of new people to our side that I think turned the, turned the table cuz this was a fractional you know, this wasn't like an 80-30 vote. There's a lot of these that are, you know, within the 50 percentile range. And we stuck to our core message. A, we don't make fun of people, so we don't degrade them, call them names. I think a lot of people are tired of that. I think uh, the other side was a one-issue pony uh, with the with the struggling economy. Um, we welcome new people. We knew some of them were definitely with us, not in everything, but we were going to lead on law and order. People are ver- don't feel safe and secure and we really doubled down on those races and we needed to make sure law and order stayed a lot of people didn't think we had a chance but we pulled them out in in those key areas education um you know obviously social conservatives have their angle on education but on the whole education's doing poor at least a decade low in scores and we got opponents saying proficiency scores don't matter they do matter and so they knew we were going to be about education law and order in the economy yeah i see you know nationally a lot of people uh young minorities uh young folks have have never thought about being republican have come over um there's other folks rethinking law and order is a stalwart and i think our our youth's uh, education is now at the forefront, at least in this state. Um, and so a lot of good work there. Uh, we'll continue on uh, when we come back. The Voice of Lincoln, KLIN, 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, we're back here. Uh, we've got uh, Todd Watson in studio from the... Any GOP, the political director. We'll get back to him. Second segment. I'll give you a little update on uh, the new dump of uh, ballots that came out from uh, Dave Shively's office. Um, as you may recall, they had uh, 3,500 early votes that weren't counted on the election night, as well as uh, 2,000 resolution ballots and 1,850 provisional ballots. They did count the early votes, so um, 
3,500 were counted. There's been no significant, like, flips, if you will, uh, in any of the races. And you you may recall quite a few of them are tight. You know, interesting, you're, you're talking 200 ballots in some of these. Um, I was really watching that James Michael Bowers. Um, you know, today that's right there at 140 votes. Um, I was looking at uh, Legislative District 28, Jane Raybould, Roy Christensen. I mean, that's pretty convincing. Uh, but then you go to George C. Dunnigan and Russ Barger in District 26, and I mean, that's at 170 votes, folks, and there's still 3,600 out there. Um, you just keep on going. I mean, the county attorney's race is about 1,200 votes. Um, so, I mean, there has been some movement, uh, but once again, all the early vote has been counted. Results came out at 4. KLIN, 1499. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, it feels weird having a show here, second segment after we didn't have a show because of a power outage yesterday. It seemed like KLN got hit by a lightning bolt, but uh, it is uh, Drive Time Lincoln here on Thursday, November 10th. Johnny Cadillac's producing. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Todd Watson, political director of the Nebraska Republican Party, is in the studio. We're just rehashing the election. We're going to continue to do it tomorrow. Uh, Todd, the next thing I want to get to is you know, what I consider to be... The red tsunami in the state legislature, the really seismic shift of numbers there, and I want you to kind of break that down. But I have been asked a lot, and folks, I'll just kind of give it to you, and I'll expound tomorrow. But when I think of this election and what I observed all the way through, um, there's definitely probably, at least on the conservative side, some lessons learned. Um, You know, I wonder, I wonder about early voting. If you're going to have early voting, Maybe you got to get out and vote. I mean, m- more for your side is better. I don't know if the I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just it's out there, and while it's out there, maybe that needs to be part of uh you know more Republicans getting out there. Um, social media. I've said this before. It's not just here in Nebraska. It's nationally. Re- Republicans are terrible at digital media and social media and and targeting younger people. Um, certainly Nebraska has gotten better. Um, but I mean, when you compare it to the, the enemy or the opponent, right? It is just amazing how much growth can happen on the conservative side around the nation and here. And then you look at a story like Don Bacon's high school Republicans, you know, across 33 counties and really in his district and how much these high school Republicans go knock on doors and get energized. And I know Lincoln has been growing that as well. So, you know, that's another resource. Hosted Um, the national convention. They came here. Yeah. Leading the way in that area. Yeah. So, I mean, there is there is future conservatives out there and there are other ways to shore up lessons from this election that i think conservatives could get better at the state legislature is going to flip and that is a big deal huge deal um most people just talk red blue that's you know we gained one there but when you really dig under the covers you look at platform values that's what we say a republican is someone that identifies with the platform values uh, we had a lot of Republicans, again, kind of 
shows how we've been around this state that we're uh, not aligned with platform values, should we say. Some of them significantly, some of them endorsing Democrats in this race. Uh, they're no longer there. There's new Republicans that have are sitting in those seats, and they'll get a chance to put their records forward. I'm very confident that uh, those Republicans will be more conservative than the Republicans that were sitting there before, more aligned with uh, platform values. And so I think we have a very uh, a legislature that's really turned. Uh, we've given the numbers here. You have the governor. Now it's time, you know, assuming we hold 33, I think Dornan's race will be counted again tomorrow. That was very close up in Omaha. Uh, Bargers is still outstanding, as as you mentioned. So, um, again, we made our press conference yesterday. We don't spike the football <laughs> too early around here. So we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, but assuming, you know, that number holds, uh, legislature is turned. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Barger, and I just I just went to it. Um, there's still folks, uh, 3,600 votes out there. So a lot of these tight races that are, you know, 100 or 200 as of the 4 p.m. count today uh, can adjust. And frankly, some of them that are, you know, 1,500 or 2,000 might. Um, but uh, we'll have to stand by with that. But nonetheless, uh, you brought up a point, which is one of the things uh, your party uh, with Chairman Eric Underwood, uh, one of the new things is the platform. There's always been a platform, but this one kind of being by, with, and through the people, um, and it voted on by the body, and kind of a a resolution or a resolute mind as a group to hold elected officials to the the Republican Party platform. Otherwise, what are you doing up there, you know, representing? Yeah, it's worked really well. I mean, we've, we, we talk values, we talk policies, we talk, uh, again, we talk all these factions. You know, you won't hear us talk about names too much. We always talk values. That tends to unite a lot of people. Personalities divide, values unite. Uh, most people want to talk personalities. They always want to label you with the person. Still do. Uh, get it every day. But we, we always stick to values. And uh, people buy into that because they believe in this. And we have a lot of different walk. You know, I say some people want freedom. And what they want to do with the freedom is either, you know, going to go play golf at the country club. Others want to go watch, uh, go to the bar and drink Bush Light. But both take freedom, you know. Right. And so we've been able to span all socioeconomic classes, uh, rural, urban with these values because values communicate to people about this is what I can do with those. And it, it matters. Well, and they're uh, not completely, but generally devoid of personality, and it's something that is shared by everybody. And I, you know, I think that uh, a lot of change, a lot of media over the last year within the NEGOP, but again, big win across the state with a faction party. How f- much forward, how excited are you now that the election which is going to stress anybody out in your line of work or the candidates themselves now that that's done for me it's kind of like haha good good job now the work really starts how excited are you to work with the new legislative body the new governor to really get the party all rowing in the same direction well i love the freshmen i've gotten to know them pretty well during this cycle working with each of them i think they're uh exceptional and I've enjoyed getting to know them better. Uh, some of the people have been around here a while, or the LAs. I know them um, decently well, but not as well as probably the freshmen. So I'm excited about the new energy, what they bring to the table. 
Um, you know, as long as we're in alignment with the plan, we should be good shape. Uh, but you know, it's, I, I love policy. I'm big into policy. I think people know that. Uh, but you know, elections was the job first and we got through that. Yeah, we got, but through. we could also talk policy on, you know, elections. We talked Florida. Well, well we, yeah, we're going to talk Florida in uh, again. You know, Ben Sass is going to leave the Senate, right? And everybody knows that. But nonetheless, I suspect a good conservative will be put in that seat. And so, you know, that's just kind of, again, sets up good for the party, Republicans, people that believe in the platform values to now go into the legislature and to uh, work with Jim Pillen and get the new governor, you know, all the help he needs so that conservative values not only down, at local counties, local cities, but all the way up to the governorship and the legislature really win the day here in Nebraska. Um, one of the interesting ones, because there has been a lot of spotlight on Florida, but election integrity has been always a big uh, question since 2020. It's been a topic that can get so polarized so quick. But nonetheless, what I've seen in conservatives is that all agree that Almost everybody wants elections to have rock-solid integrity and fairness. And Nebraska has made some adjustments, but there is always going to be work to be done in election integrity. And at this moment, Florida is being looked to as the gold standard of how to get it done. Yeah, and I think, again, we talked personality politics. People love DeSantis, and I'm, you know, I think DeSantis is great. He's a huge leader. You go down there and look at the results. You have people from these, we'll call these different factions, Rubio doing great. Mm-hmm. You look down there and everybody's doing great. And then so you got to look deeper. The policies matter. In Florida, should it should be, we should do what Florida does here in Nebraska. I and, mean. And that's, you got to explain. People, he's going to explain in a second, but Florida made some sweeping reforms to legislate in some election integrity stuff and to make sure that every Floridian can trust in the elections, no matter how fired up you are either way. Well, you know, it's all false to it's totally secure. Well, let's just make sure legally it is. And Florida went ahead and did that. They did. I mean, you've banned ballot harvesting. Now, look, that's a bad percentage that came in. The worst percentage of all those ratios for Condon. And it comes in, we can't count them, you know, seven, ten days. It it just creates questions. So they banned ballot harvesting. Required voter ID a long time ago. We did. Thank goodness. Another big accomplishment. We yeah, good job, Nebraska. They've got an election police force with an election commissioner in the executive body. So they're out working on securing the elections. Uh, you know, I worked hard in getting those uh, the ballot boxes out of the libraries in this town when mm-hmm. I was at the county level. Uh, that showed up and made a difference in the primaries. Uh, we need to get secure elections and i think you know we're probably still in discord with some in the party but we've seen its work it worked we've studied it um we just need professional representation on the issue and look forward to carrying that dialogue we just can't pretend it's that these things aren't happening well or pretend in the end of the day you have to as an american citizen you have to feel that the elections are secure and you also have to have trust in it and in the end of the day, there are things that can be done to ensure that for all Americans, all people. And we know it's going to, I think, from now until forever, it's going to be a hot-button issue. Um, but when you are able to legislate some things in like Florida did, 
You restore trust. You restore basically a bulletproof system that many people can't question, and you can back up by verification. Exactly. And that's kind of the key. Yep. Verifiable. And again, let's keep personalities out of this. Some people so internalize this as a personal attack. It's not a personal attack. You examine the process and procedures and what makes sense in security. So do you see, um, certainly from the NEGOP side, working with the state legislative body as well as the governor on you know some of these initiatives, if you will, moving into this next legislature on election integrity? Yeah, I've had, I've had several conversations with uh, legislators down there uh, upon this issue. I know stuff's happening. Uh, Central Committee is very much behind this, so we're, we're not going to ignore it. Uh, but we got to do it in a professional way. Sure. Uh, you know, we're not here to you know, light a fire, run around, call everyone names. But we're also not going to say, oh, everything's okay. And okay. systematically work towards uh, stronger elections that people have confidence in is so needed. So yeah. needed. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going away. It'll only uh, gain fervor as we move to the next presidential election. Um, and uh, frankly, here in the, in this city, big election next year, uh, around the mayor. So, I mean, there's a lot to be said there. Did you have any disappointments kind of around the way the election for the most part has turned out or, yeah, or yeah, lessons I, learned? I don't think yet. I think a lot of people are lying to you. They all want to talk. Everything's great. Now, overall, we did achieve our goals. There's some great people that didn't win. That really uh, was tough. You know, we wanted that. Uh, we worked very hard in that state board of education race. Invested heavily there. Um, that last one, and they all four were important. So that was a tough one to take. Um, but we're not done. We'll keep going back. Uh, you know, why you would like someone that says proficiency scores doesn't matter? Boy, if my child was under that leadership, man, what kind of future would they have if my kid? Scores don't matter. So yeah, that well, was not that I would know, but I think that's the same lady <laughs> Deb Neary that says uh, there's not certain age appropriate books wow. in school to the to the World Herald. When in fact uh, that's been proven by every major news network. Uh, no, in fact they are there. I mean, just but you know what? I mean, she just appears to be a stalwart, and you got to chip away at it. Three out of four again. Last year you wouldn't have known what State Board of Education was doing without some concerned parent groups. Now you have conservatives. But I will say we did flip. A lot of people didn't have us win in the regents. And, you know, we had a good, strong conservative finally get on the board of regents. I think you'll see Kathy become the Kirk Penner, if you will, board of the, the regents. I think that's a huge addition, a great accomplishment. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of races that didn't, you know, we had polling we were looking at. I was looking for uh, certain numbers in some races. Some blew me out of the water in in my favor others uh, didn't so i think you know we'll see some of the polling data wasn't as good as you said or wasn't as reliable to what came out with uh, the elections so but it, it it's curious when both sides i mean you can even don't listen to me go to the democrat media before and they're talking about the red tsunami coming and uh so it, it creates a lot of questions right it definitely does i mean i i, I woke up and uh, John Glenn Weaver was on the show election day. Uh, he was new to politics, just coming out of the military like me. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, I, I have to admit, you know, there is probably some societal adjustments that have occurred while I was gone for 20 years. And I don't understand how Americans who know what America is and believe in America, and maybe that's the key word, maybe they don't believe in America like I believe in America. 
or like I fought or defended America. And and so I don't quite understand the disconnect with some of the policies we have at the Washington level and, you know, 50% of our population base going, no, that's great. I don't mind if I pay more at the pump or pay more for my Chef Boy AD. As a matter of fact, um, I'm going to keep getting emotional and yelling about abortion being illegal when, in fact, it's not illegal in your state. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't get that. But I will have people on to try to explain it to me um, because, you know, something is afoot there. Can, what, yeah, go ahead, Tom. I was just going to say, you know, I don't tell stories very well. I was talking results. I haven't felt euphoria like I was down at 1 a.m. at Sideshow Spirits at Pat Condon's deal. And I remember having euphoria when we made state. We we won our districts and we went to state. And, that, you know, I haven't had that feeling too often in life. Everyone gets it maybe once or twice. That room, that man just wants to serve the people, loves his job, and wants to be in the courtroom to protect citizens. And everyone in that room wanted that, too. And just the feeling of happiness to still get to serve the people. It was like winning and going to state again, just the emotion in there. Yeah. And I wish people could have felt, everyone could have felt that because there was so much invested in that race. And yeah, it was I great mean, to I, be there. I, that I night. think the biggest thing around Lincoln going to a local race um, is that there are a lot of people that believe in law and order and are men and women in uniform and they want to see them get um, the money. They want to see them get the modernization and the policies for them to do their job attract good people to the job and keep us safe but at the same time they want a county attorney they want people in the whole architecture that believe in that too terry wagner again winning so we'll come back with todd watson from the negop on the voice of lincoln klin 1499.3 you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 1499.3 klin all right, folks, uh, Dave Shively uh, put out a drop uh 4 o'clock. Um, the 3,500 early votes have been counted. Uh, not significant changes, like to flip based on what's out there. You can go to Lancaster.ne.gov and check out those results. Uh, but, you know, some, some people have gained some ground. Some people have lost some ground. Um, but, you know, we'll continue to see it. He's saying that uh, we'll have a week to 10 days before the final provisional and resolution ballots which total 3600 votes by my count todd watson thanks for coming in uh please close law and order education better economy i've been there for months i'm not leaving stick with us we got spring elections coming law and order education better economy well, that's here locally, and I will also say stand by for a red wave in the legislature. When it gets back into session, you will have a conservative majority and a conservative governor and looks like a lot of alignment between uh, the values from the senior executive down to the legislature uh, and getting deeper down into the counties and the cities. So... A conservative should be able to really do some good things here, not just next year, but over the next couple. That's right. Got to keep working. Got to keep working. Todd's like, got to go to work. But that's <laughs> the true. I mean, celebrate it. Uh, in Nebraska, folks, it was a big win uh, for Republicans. And don't forget, nationally, it was a win. And I really am not going to take much crap on anybody that's crying about it because uh, you got to win. And that's what Republicans did. And so uh, 
we in this country will forge on. But we'll talk more about it. I still have thoughts I want to go into deeper. And uh, joy having a show today, finally. KLIN 1499.3.